Boom. Right. Yo. How are we doing? I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So this evening's is uh, sponsored by 7up Free. Nice. I like. I haven't got any sponsorship here. Fog stop. There we go. Got a fog stop business card. <laughs> nice. Directions of use. Hi, Nick. Hi, James. Thanks even for all, even all. Thanks for bearing with us last week, chaps. Unforeseen circumstances and all that. So, we're uh, good to be back. Hi, Terry. Oi, oi, Tuesday crew, says Andy. Oi, oi, oi. Good to be back to talk some more bollocks. Right. I, I have a little thing to just confess here. Um, I had a dream about the podcast. Um, and Andy, Andy Bob was specifically in my dream. <laughs> right. Now, my dream was that Andy Andy had set up like a, uh, you know how there's like those of Facebook groups like Cringe, Cringe Soft? Um, yeah, 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 that's popped up recently, and there's like loads of stuff like that. Um, Andy, Andy had set up a uh, we hate we hate Mike group, <laughs> like genuinely my dream. I don't know what that says about my personal psyche, um, but it was really disappointing because there were more members in it than like the main like UCAT group or whatever that's on there. <laughs> and I was getting really, really upset, and then I woke up and was like, Oh, was that specifically sorry. aimed at you though, or was it just Mike's in general? <laughs> Not me, it was me specifically. <laughs> there was like loads of pictures of the podcast and stuff, and like people had like. Um, done stuff to my face and like like goatees and like horns and stuff like that. And but oh, it, but the thing that was really funny was that it was specifically Andy that had set this up. It's the main ringleader. <laughs> We're gonna have to keep an eye on him, mate. We're gonna have to keep an eye yeah. on him. <laughs> Don't worry, Andy. There's no hard feelings. I know. I know that you'd never do anything like that, but um, it did yeah. make me proper chuckle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick said, but in your dream, did you get the address right? Probably not, mate. Probably not. No. So. Yeah, I forgot to put it along the bottom of the screen. <laughs> uh, hi, fresh meat, Dale, Joe. Fresh uh, meat, Joe's, in. Joe's come in with, uh, I think it's a duck and a bit of lettuce. No, I'm going to say duck and pak choy. Pak choy? Hmm? <laughs> I don't know. It's a very posh emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Eggplant is so last year. It's all about the pak choy now. It's all about the pak choy. Yes, delicious. <laughs> oh, blimey. You've got some new purchases. Do you want to, uh, do you want to show yes, off? Yes, mate. I, I did. Um, but I, oh, look, November Foxtrot is live. Thanks for that laptop. You're only three minutes late. Useless. Um, yeah, just a couple little bits from comms. Obviously, I've got my, a new earpiece here, which I'm going to be using um, in conjunction with a new fist mic. I've got Retivis uh, fist mic. It's got some IP rating on there, so it's probably shower proof. And I'm certainly not going to go submerging it in a lake or anything. But feels really good quality. Really, really good quality. It's got a nice bit of weight to it as well, which I was... I had a Bofang one. I bought it obviously because I've got Bofang radios. Bought the Bofang fist mic, and it felt it was like, it's like there's nothing inside it. Really lightweight, you know what I mean? But this feels like I mean, the cabling connections really feels quite robust. So I'm eager to get this tested out in the field for a couple of events and tug it about and changing it from over to different bits of kit and stuff. But obviously, I bought that as a little shoulder mount fist mic. Um, and obviously, this new earpiece I've got here into the top, so I can keep this speaker silent, just literally use it as a as a mic. Or failing that, if I want to take the headset out, I can use it as a loudspeaker then. Um, <clears throat> and in line with that, I bought, um, I stumbled across these little inner ear sort of like molded pieces. And if you can see that there, mm -hmm. these are ultra comfy. And this cost me about $7.99. But the thing is, you get a set of eight. So you get eight different types, different sizes that you can just plow through them. So you find one that's nice and comfortable with your ear. It did make me chuckle when you sent the picture and you'd like, you got like, 
Yeah, I mean, granted, yeah, I had, I had, I had like, hundreds me, lads, How many ears are you planning on filling? <laughs> I mean, I ordered it, and I, when it arrived, I was like, what the hell is that? And I opened it, I was like, oh, Christ, of course, yeah. And then it comes with, like, eight, you get, like, two varying sizes in large, I think three varying sizes in medium, and then a couple varying sizes in small. Um, but, yeah, just super comfortable. I mean, it sits in the ear. I mean, obviously, you've got the, the, the audio tube, if you like, or the acoustic tube, tubing that goes over the top of the ear. And that, rather than having that little, like the, um, where's my normal ones I use for the podcast, like the normal, normal yeah, like, like little ear bud, we can yeah. easily fall out, can't it? Especially if you're out, like, fast walking in an event like I do. Um, this, it just sits literally inside your ear, and it's and it's proper solid. Once it's in, it's a, it can be a little bit fiddly when you first get them to put it in, but once it's in there, I mean, it's so comfortable. Mm. And you barely really feel like it's in. Obviously, you can still hear around your ambient sound and stuff like that, but it just directs that comms straight to the where it needs to be so yeah happy with that um cool yeah that's, they, were, they were my little purchase from the um from the imperium event just looked at a couple of different bits and bobs and i had the my uh my old tack phones finally given up the ghost after six years of 25 pound off ebay she finally died very sad so it's just sitting there now as um it's for display purposes only now <laughs> <laughs> so farewell tack phone Service purpose, though. Can't, can't complain. Yeah. You know, it's come unhooked from a web in a couple of times and I've kneaded it and boosted it into a tree and then it's swung back up at me and gone, fuck it hell. <laughs> Grabbed hold of that. So, yeah, no, it has been good. But, um, yeah, sort of um, sort of updated a bit of the comms kit now. So, looking forward to trying this stuff out when I can. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so what about yourself, mate? Anything? Um, I, <laughs> I've not bought anything, like, sensible um, necessarily. So, Prepper's Shop UK had a load of the uh, British self-heating ration packs oh, uh, like oh you went for some did you i bought 40 i believe um because you know there's no spend like a big spend um no to be fair they weren't that expensive and i'm planning to take some of them in my hospital bag um so i don't know if i'll be allowed to use them in a the hospital or not but i i don't know if how i'm going to heat up my other mre food that i'm taking with me so you know, just pop it. I'm sure there'd be like a little bedside cupboard. You could just get it ready and just pop it in the cupboard and then just yeah. keep an eye on it now and I mean, again. It's got to be better than sitting on the floor with my gas burner, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sitting there with a with a hexi beam burner and a, and a, and a fire steel going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I bought one of those. Um, I bought Evening forty of those. So um, yeah, that was all right. Um, I also bought. Um, I'll just show you a little picture. I didn't get it off of eBay, but I bought this. So a little K bar tactical bottle opener. I like um, that. Which was quite nice. It was it was another little present to myself off of uh, Prepper's shop. Um, it's not a sponsored. Um, it's just I really didn't see that, that on there. You've kept that super duper secret. Yeah, I know. Well, it's basically um, uh, there's like a five pound uh, postage, isn't there? So I was like, oh well, I want to make like maximum use of the postage. Um, so I also <laughs> bought a three pound dental pick set as well from there, um, which I believe is new. I'm hoping it's new. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants any amateur dentistry, mm. let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play, mate. Oh, nice. Yeah, so nothing, nothing overly sensible. I do need to um, invest in my comms a little bit more at some point, but to be honest with you, I'm not going to be playing until August now. Mm. So I, I did have them. Um, so I haven't opened it yet, but it, had, it did arrive today, and it was to go in a conjunction with my um, my uh, Woodland DPM PLC webbing set, and it's the um, Commander's Patrol yoke. Uh, which is essentially like the assault vest. It's got the two zips either side, like breast pockets, but like a light, it's, it's like a waistcoat type thing, but it's the webbing patrol yoke. Um, I believe that the most similar one to it would be like the JJ's one you can get in like the MTP 
which is about 190 quid, but this was or 25 pounds for it because it's the old woodland EPM stuff. But yeah, really, I, I really enjoyed running the webbing at the weekend. It was really cool just to chuck a set of chuck a rig on and then just bug out. And when you get back to the fob, whatnot, just ditch it and just, you're all free from any kit. Yeah, it's quite refreshing to do something different for a change. Yeah, enjoyed that. So I've sorry, I'm just Andy has just sent me a link um, and said, sorry, Mike. Now, I can't open the link, so I don't know what he's posted, but I'm anticipating he's set up a Facebook group. The see, that is a, see, that, see, you make a rod for your own back. That is a red rag to I a know. ball. I know. I can't find it. I'm going to have to dig that out later. Right. <laughs> Evening, Charlie. No Hi, Charlie. Um, sorry, uh, Nick. Nick asked, uh, I tried a fist mic and ear bit um, by a thing and didn't work. Can you do a link for yours, please? Um, do you know what, Nick? I will do, mate, but I want to give it a go myself first. I mean, initially, this I have tested it, obviously, in the comfort of my own home, and obviously all comms absolutely fine. Um, I put the earpiece in, plugged it into the top of the fist mic there. There's a nice little weatherproof cover there. Plugged it all in, turned the mic on. You can get you can get like um, you get the the audio from when you first turn the bow thing on. I can't remember what she says now. Comes out with some old nonsense in here. But I could hear that quite clearly through it, and I've tried it. Um, obviously Channel locally. mode. Channel, Channel mode. mode. Channel mode, or if you're doing it in different languages, it's oh, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> trouble. But um, anyhow, so yeah, I will try. There goes our, <laughs> there goes our, uh, our, yeah, our Asian that. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, so yeah, I will let me try it first, mate. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll happily bl blast you a link over, but I don't want to put things up here yet until I've sort of had a go on it myself to make sure. But initially, like I said, first thoughts, mate. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. It's for a solid old bit of kit. Do you know what I mean? For like 30, 37, 38 quid it was. I think I got it on Amazon, I think it was. But it's a Retevis um, fist mic, if that helps you at all. And I think it's an IP54 rating or something like that. Or IP4, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a showerproof one. It's, it, it's the write-ups on it showing various security platforms being used, outdoor events and things like that. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I'll give it a go. If it doesn't work, I'll send it back and get a refund and get something else. But... Yeah. First, uh, first, uh, first look. It seems to be okay. So yeah, I'm excited. That goes well. Well, I don't know if you've seen that. I've got a throat mic. So I've ditched the booms now. The booms are gone. Ditch the booms like the Bowman headsets. This I, I use this at the um, at Black Rock too, and this was fucking wicked. Perfect, crystal clear. No, no problems with people hearing me. No problems hearing people through uh, through the old um, acoustic tube in there. Bit cotton wool, odd. Um, I did have the original earbud in that, so this has been changed since the events to the, one of these inner ear sort of like bone-shaped doobries. Um, so I haven't tried them yet, but I mean, I could hear it perfectly well with the bud, but it was just, this is more comfortable in my eyes. So yeah, going to give a, give a thumbs up to the old Retevis uh, throat mic. Ooh, that was all good. We hate Mike. No, for Airsoft. Oh my God! I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely impressed at the speed that Andy said this. Yeah, you, yeah, but like I said, he already had that, mate. He was just waiting for the seed to be planted. <laughs> Mike's dream told me to do it. We hate Mike. Oh. No, for Airsoft. You completely asked for that, mate, and I have no sympathy whatsoever for you. That's fine. I'm joining. I'm joining. Um, right. Uh, sorry. Uh, someone in the chat, Dimitri, sent this to you. Uh, if I can find, oh god, hang on, I've got too many windows open There's now. Just a picture of him doing that, I mean. <laughs> oh, where's it gone? There we go. Um, that's fun. Uh, How do I get past that screen? I don't have a wish account. Close it. Uh, oh, is this the Bowman? Oh, I'll tell you what, I think I know what is that. Is that the Bowman Bluetooth? I've looked at them, and I, do you know what? I have been tempted to. It's the Bluetooth headset, isn't it, for the Bowman? Yeah. We've essentially got 
that bit there, <laughs> that bit there is essentially a Bluetooth uh, send and receiver. Did you just blow me a kiss? No, it was a Les. Sorry. Right. Bit odd. Not going to lie. <laughs> it's been a long time. I, really... I glanced up at the make sure this was in focus with the camera, and you just went, mm. I was like, <laughs> wow. Mike's got a penchant for, for Kenwood connectors. <laughs> I love them. I love that two pin. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's essentially the, the end of that plugs into the bowfang and it's got a bluetooth um, send and receive on it and obviously you get the headset don't know how they, i don't know how good they are could well be fine i don't not a clue mate but yeah i, I was tempted to um give him a little go might be uh, something in the future maybe mike could buy one another little secret purchase of his quite good at that yeah nice yeah. Uh, the problem is i had to get rid of my wish account because um my home computer is linked to my work computer and i was getting adverts for all sorts of things on wish but mm. you really don't want to pop up on your wish. Now, I have no idea how these things popped up, but yeah. Oh, no, of course you don't. Oh, no, I... I'm so honest. It's Mike. I'm sorry. Look at my face. Look at his innocent face. <laughs> what would I want Anywho, to get soon? Moving on. This week, we're talking about wet weather um, and all things moist. Chur. Um... <laughs> <laughs> moist. Sorry. I wrote that earlier <laughs> and it probably made me chuckle and I just wanted to say it out loud. Um moist. So obviously, with with rain, um, rain affects morale, comfort. Um, no, it doesn't work off your search history or wish. I don't know what it is on wish. For some reason, it just randomly finds stuff um, that you really don't want. Anyway, um, so yeah, it affects like accuracy of your BB guns, um, visibility. Um, but we'll talk about clothes first. So boots and socks. We're not going to cover that again because we've covered that so many times. Um, right. Feel free to go back to episode three if you'd like to look about boots and socks. And all I think it was aptly called feet, wasn't it? Yeah, It was called feet, yeah. There we go. Um, so trousers and tops, we'll start there. So what do you wear, Lance, when it's raining for trousers and tops? Uh, I'll be brutally honest with you, mate. I tend not to really wear waterproof trousers. I usually concentrate, if I have to, on the having an... I usually use an oversized Gore-Tex jacket. And by oversized, say I'd be an XL in a top or whatever, I'd get a double X. I've got a stain on my T-shirt there. How did you get the... Sorry. If I had my Gore-Tex jacket on, that wouldn't have happened. See? Anyhow, digressing. So I get a double XL, a Gore-Tex jacket, one that I can chuck on over my rig. Do you know what I mean? Or if I've got a belt kit on, I can chuck it on over the top of it. That's that. That's Because if, if, it's, if it's completely lashing down with rain, then you just want to get dry. And chuck that on. It's something quick that you can just chuck on over the top, nice and big. Still get to your bag. Blah 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 blah. Covers you up. The only thing I cover with my bottoms, the only thing I would use on my bottoms is a set of gaiters. Excel in your dreams, princess. <laughs> oh, you wait till I see you next, you bitch. Um, yeah, set of leg gaiters. That's the only thing I'd use trouser protective wise for like long grass yeah. bits and bobs like that. And obviously with the knee pad as well. Knee pads always help because when you're taking the knee on patrol, you're up, you're down, blah, blah, blah. That it just after a while, it just starts to soak in. It gets down to your skin. Your knees get cold because they're soaking wet. But if you yeah, knee protection, and that's one thing a little bit I did suffer with. At the um, Lucky enough, we didn't get any rain last weekend. But I did get for my Woodland DPM trousers, my combats, because they don't come with built-in knee pads. You can get like the, obviously the US Woodland stuff. But as I'm, when I come back, I jumped on eBay. Managed to find myself a set of British Army issue sniper knee pads, which get stitched onto your combats. All with the old part numbers and that on there still. Obviously, one slightly more worn than the other, but I'm going to get a friend of mine's 
um, his wife's a tailor, so she's going to stitch all these onto my Woodland DPM combat trousers, my Soldier 95 doobries. So I've got a bit of knee, little bit of knee protection there, and it's nice, durable. <laughs> Feels good. Mm. So I've got are them. Just, so yeah. Are they just foam, or is it anything? Is it a special it, foam? I mean, or? it's essentially, mate. I mean, I don't know what's inside it. It's um, it's essentially the same material as is used for the trouser. Um, and then obviously it's got an oversized sort of stitched flap around the edge, which obviously will get stitched onto the trouser all the way around. And it's a nice strong bit of foam on the inside. I mean, I'm going to guess at about oh four mil, maybe five mil thick. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say a good five mil thick. Plus, obviously, you've got the material either side of it as well. So, okay, take it to about seven or eight mil. But yeah, it just feels it's a nice, solid um, platform for kneeling down on. So I'll get them stitched onto the old trousers. Nice cool. little find. So yeah. But um, yeah, bottoms, it's it normally been leg gaiters. I, won't, I won't, don't tend to chuck on a set of um, waterproof bottoms and go like a full Gary Gore-Tex with top and bottoms covered. It'd just be leg gaiters and then concentrate more on the top half. Having yeah. a big jacket on something like a like a obviously Mike Brewer he'd have, he'd have like a medium jacket I'd guess in even perhaps a small jacket for Mike whereas you know <laughs> XL in your not, dreams not, not, um, not you Mike no yeah I was like what do I say um, yes yeah, so, I mean I, I would agree on the leg gaiters um, I mean I don't generally tend to wear knee pads I do need to um, look at them because I know oh, was it Octo we were crouching inside one of those little bunkers. Um, so yes, the window, the window you... is just be about there when you're kneeling down. So it's like you obviously want to sit there and aim. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. trying to do that while kneeling on the ground and it's full of BBs and you're like trying to shift the dirt around a little bit. It does sort of, you know, doesn't my my, um, my Viper ones, um, for my MTP ones for like me, me sort of current loadout sort of thing. And obviously they've got the built in knee pad. They're honestly, they're a fucking godsend, an absolute mm. godsend to have them. And going from like using like before like wearing like desert DPM bottoms with no with no and I've tried using like the external knee pads and don't get oh, me wrong if you, can, off. if you can get yeah. on with them then great but I, I just find them a fucking ball ache. Do you know what I mean? Even the black hawk down, even the black hawk, what you say black hawk down, even the black hawk one I had like desert town one. I mean, after a while the, the elastic it, when you first get them brand new, yeah, it's all good. But after if you keep using keep using that, that elastic just goes. I mean, mine's just threadbare now, and it don't stay up. It always ends up around the side of your ankle. When you're when you're mooching about and that, then you go to take a knee, and it's like, well, this is fucking pointless. Yeah, you know what I mean? To pull the knee pad up so you can take the knee. I wish you could get like mm. a set of combats that's got like a velcro web over the top of the where the knee would be, that you could just get a the bosh it on, take it off when needed. Oh, you know can you I mean? imagine that in dry leaves? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe perhaps maybe perhaps maybe not have the sticky bit on the trouser. Maybe have that bit as the uh, as the as the loop and not so much the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, I just I just don't get on with like extra. the only ones I probably would try is my um is the old like the old skate ones where it's like an actual yeah. elasticated like tube bandage with the with the pad built into it. That 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 could probably well work. Something like that under the trouser. Mm. Not fair. I mean, I, yeah. To be honest with you, trousers wise, the only thing I ever really kind of normally um, factor in for wet weather is just have a second pair of trousers. Um, exactly that. Wet and dry so, drills. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the game that springs to mind was our little game in Dormansland that we went to. Um, that was oh, proper mate. wet in the morning. Um, but yeah, by the afternoon, it all dried out. So, God, I'm again, am I? There we go. There Legs-wise, I don't know if I've... Um, I, I don't really kind of tend to bother with too much, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, Top-wise, however, I'll, I'll use that as a little segue, is um, I generally tend to use uh, just a lightweight, waterproof layer. Um, I... I can't fit the um, 
XMOD Gore-Tex, nice little MTP jackets. I'd love to, but I've got a belly. Um, so Aww. I went and bought uh, this little beauty from Mountain Warehouse, um, which is, it's not in a multicam, but, you know, it's not too bad. Um, and, that, yeah, just wear that over whatever I'm wearing. It's fairly thin, lightweight. Fairly net, Mike. Poncho, mate. MTP ponchos. Yep. So I have an MTP poncho. Uh, the only thing with that is that it's very hard, obviously, depending on how you wear it, um, to reach stuff. So I ha I carry a poncho, and it generally tends to be when you want to kind of just sit down for a little while or you're bedding down. Um, do you remember when we were at Longmore and it was peeing it down? Yes. Um, and we were on, like, it wasn't stag, but we were just, like, having eyes on some building or whatever. Um, so when we're standing there in the absolute pissing rain, then just whack the poncho over the top and it provides a little bit of shelter. Yeah, but exactly the problem that, is, is that if you wear a poncho all the time, I don't know about you, I find like the breathability really poor. You actually almost get just as wet under the poncho as you do over the top. Well, even with the sides open, obviously you can get your arms around it and wear it like proper yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Oh, I've not really noticed, but then I haven't, to be fair, I haven't really had to wear it a great deal. I usually just cut about with a like a, if it's like NATO, like a Desert DPM XXL Gore Tex jacket. Just all big and just hanging down, just so it keeps everything dry. Um, and that's totally nice and breathable. Then, and it's just said if you play naked, you don't need to worry if it's raining or not. That's a good shout. Absolutely, Ken. It's yeah, waterproof. Beautiful. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair play. There's a guy for the knee pad straps. Ah, that's a good oh, shout, okay. Dale. Yeah, good shout, mate. Yeah, fair one. Mm. That's not a bad show, actually. Mm, mm. A lot of people getting uh, getting directed to your "I Hate Mike" webpage, buddy. <laughs> Good, I'll check that out afterwards. <laughs> oh, <for fuck> sake! <laughs> <laughs> I won't ruin the surprise for everyone else, but feel free to go and have a look. <laughs> but yeah, ponchos are a good shout. I mean, this is nice and mm. lightweight. This can fit in a utility little, little utility pouch in your belt kit. I mean, it's um. Nice and small. Obviously, the you get like the fifty-eight pattern, like the British issue ones. They're a bit bigger, a bit more, a bit more heavy duty. That's just like a Viper one I picked up, but um, that's a nice heavy duty. Uh, I think like the fifty-eight PLCE um, ponchos, all good. Yeah, mate. Lots yeah. of options. Would you there. carry? Would you carry a multicam one, or would you rather go with a different camo? What as a as a, um, as a shelter or one? I'm going to wait. I mean, it depends on the event, mate. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of events like they say, you know, they can be quite precious of your. Of sticking to camo rules and you know you, you could be one minute it's dry and it's rain next minute it's raining but the only thing you've got is a black waterproof jacket and yet you're up against op four yeah. you're allowed to wear black you know it makes it quite difficult so i mean i've got um jacket wise i've got a woodland dpm cortex jacket i've got a desert dpm cortex jacket which you can sort of pretty much get away with on nato i wouldn't be bothered by that it's clearly obviously a nato color um and i've got an mtp poncho the only thing i've got in an mtp as a cortex is a pair of trousers which like i say these are like brand new i've never worn them because i don't wear them so um i picked them up nicely i think i've got them at the war and peace revival uh pre-lockdown 2019 i'm guessing it's going to be <clears throat> back in the day um, when we were allowed to go out <laughs> back when we were allowed to go out yeah well, it won't be long mate hopefully we won't be long yeah but um but yeah from from a, from a jacket point of view just a couple of different depending on what i'm doing if i'm up for i can go with the woodland dpm if i'm nato i can go with the desert dpm or the mtp so you know courses for horses mate really and obviously what your budget is. I mean, you can pick up a perfectly serviceable Gore-Tex jacket on eBay, ex-British Army, 35, 40 quid. Mm. You know, stretch it to sort of 60 quid for the top and bottoms, perhaps. Um, and not, nothing wrong with them. I'm not sure you can treat Gore-Tex uh, 
No, sure so that was one of the questions that. in the chat. Uh, oh, I've lost it now. Oh, there we go. Dimitri again. Uh, any advice on where I can respray Gore-Tex jacket? Uh, I mean, all I'm going to say is, mate, is I've got a Gore-Tex DPM bivy bag, uh, which I treat every year with Fabsil Gold with a spray can. Uh, There's no the... reason I guess you could do the same thing, could you? No, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm going to say I can't see why it wouldn't work, but then I'm not a Gore-Tex expert or anything like that. I know it works on my, on my bivy bag. You know, I've never had any problems with that coming in, any, any water ingress into, into through my bivy bag into my sleeping bag when I've been on the deck. But then... I haven't really put it to the test of sleeping just in my boofy bag externally. I've always had a basher over the top of me or it's been in a tent or it's it's already had a, a second layer cover over it. So, you know, the, the boofy bag to me is almost like the last line of defence and it keeps a bit of wind chill off you. So, you know, it may not work. I don't know. But, you know, maybe I could do a little test. I'll take it out with a watering can, hang it up, give it a soak down, see what it's like on the inside and I'll, I'll let you know, mate. But, yeah, I've never had any problems with it and I've just... Um, I'll use Fabseal Gold on all my stuff, backpacks a lot. Mm. Just take it out for a bit of a fab seal session one day and set it all out and just spend the rest well, of the day quick, in the sun. A quick Google search. Uh, I'm on aquapack.net. Um, says that depending on whether it's worn next to the skin or has a wicking layer or if it's non-wicking or multiple layers, um, then, yeah, you can basically um, wash them um, with a sort of a, a re-waterproofing wash. Yeah, it's that knit wax, um, I think it's called. Yeah, so they've got Nick Wax TX Direct for non-wicking or multiple layers or spray-on TX Direct uh, from mm -hmm. Nick Wax. Yep, so, that's, I've, I've go. got two of them for treating my stuff. And when I do, if I do wash my Gore-Tex jacket, I've got the bits there for, for re-waterproofing, if you like. Uh, Rage says, Pentagon make trousers that you can put external. I think might be catching up a little bit for you, Juju. Um, oh, Pentagon make you. trousers that you can put external knee pads in. Then have the elastic pull cords in the pockets to pull the knee pads up and keep them in place. Works very well. Yeah, nice, mate. Defo. Uh, Fresh meat says Nick Wax doesn't last long. Oh, right. So, oh, thanks, Wayne. Dimitri, I'll put a link to that um, that Nick Wax stuff on uh, Facebook for you afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've got two varying bottles of it off Amazon. I think they do sell it now. I've, I've got mine on Amazon. Um, I think it's about thirteen quid, fourteen quid, perhaps for the two for the two types. I think mean, it's like a red. A green lid and a red lid, which do different things. One's a clean and a detergent, and the other one's the re-waterproofing agent or something like that. There's, there's, you get two bottles. Like a, there's like a set. That's what you're looking for if you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah. I'd say it's um, the, the reason I asked about the different camouflage of the ponchos and stuff. Um, I know when uh, James Mins myself were on a little sort of recon patrol, um, he just pulled out a poncho that he, I think he had in on. Um, and we literally sort of Great hid under that pan. Works um, so well because we it. were middle of the forest. We were all dressed in like I think we were dressed in MTP at the time. Um, so it's just really good, like alternative, like shelter pan. Well, definitely. Than, day, if you're, like if you're not wearing it, if you if you're going to um, make a hide out of it, then yeah, absolutely. I can't see what the problem mm. is of using any sort of camo pattern to make a hide because you're essentially trying to hide. Do you know what I mean? If you're yeah. cutting about wearing dark woodland camouflage. And when you're supposed to be an MTP, because you, you only waterproof you've got dark woodland, then yeah, I can sort of see that being an issue. But if you're actually if you've actually strung it up to make some sort of like low level hide or sort of LUP or anything like that, then yeah, that, that, I can't see that being a problem whatsoever because you're essentially just using it as a roof cover, aren't you? Top mm. cover, if you like. So yeah, I can't. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, Rage makes a good point about uh, Gore-Tex jackets can be a bit warm. I mean that that's something I find with any rain is the fact that, um, I mean, I've been wearing my uh, edge tactical glasses for a while now. Um, and with any rain 
that you get it immediately you start noticing the 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 temperature change you know mm. it's, it mm. becomes a lot more muggy um so it's something to bear in mind is layering and sort of um i mean i think when i first used to play i just had like a really thick raincoat and i was like oh it's raining just put the massive coat on and run around and then immediately sweat my bollocks off for two hours yeah, that's the, and that's the um, trouble that's what you got to weigh up i mean I've got, I've got the same problem at work at the minute like like for last night for example it was torrential so you mm. put your gore-tex on over the top you then got to walk you know 1600 1700 meters down a track to whatever where whatever location it is you're working at and then walk back again with all your kit um and by the time you've uh, granted yeah it's repelling the water on the outside but slowly you but surely <laughs> you're building up the sweat on the inside so there's going to come to that point where the sweat inside the your, your clothing is going to meet with the wet from the outside and it's just going to be you know you need, you need to weigh it up really what what yeah do i want to get cut wet from sweating or wet from putting a wilford <laughs> jacket on but then still sweating it's it's a it's, a, it's one of them in it Plus, when you yeah. add airsoft into the mix with plate carriers and and bits and bobs like that, I mean that's why essentially I just chuck a, a big Gore-Tex, oversized Gore-Tex jacket on, leave the zip probably three quarters of the way undone, just so I can get to my rig, let the air let let the heat escape still things like that. Even the ones that have got the zips under the pits, they're well handy. They are mm. they're a, they're a good bit of kit just to let that bit of heat escape. But sort of essentially, I mean the main one obviously it's the head and the tops of the shoulders. If you can keep the water getting off of that. You know what I mean? You're sort of halfway there then by sort of like repelling the water away from you. So that's why I'd sort of look over for like the jacket sort of size, the, the bigger jacket, lets it hang down a bit. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, nine times out of 10, you're not going to be cutting about ultra fast engaging a massive firefight when it's absolutely blistering it down with rain. If you are, you're, it's bad luck. I mean, because let's be honest, a lot of people go to the ground. If there's a massive downpour coming in, everyone seeks cover wherever you are. Do you know what I mean? I'm not necessarily saying, oh, you're going to go back to the safe zone and get under a shelter or anything like that, but you'll try and go to ground. You'll get inside a building in, and it's sort of like a bit of a gentleman's agreement. It's raining, chaps. Come on. <laughs> time for two. However, have a really good field, time to get super sneaky two. if you want to at that point. <laughs> you could be super, yes, uh, super sneaky. Absolutely, you could do. But yes, not very gentlemanly. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dale's just um, shared, uh, this obviously visible for the people on Facebook, uh, a, uh, a little... Uh, I think it's What's a deep umbrella, um, umbrella hat. So. Nice, yeah. Like, I want to I see that when I next see you, Dale. I'll expect you to have one, mate. Don't be throwing links in here and you've not got the stuff to back it up with, mate. Yeah, that. the problem is, the problem is <laughs> yeah, it's a deep in uh, umbrella hat. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, well, talking one. of hats, that's a, again a natural segue. Quite a nice little opportunity there. Um, so, why I generally tend to run if it's raining is uh, this booning, um, which is, I think, I just got this off military first. Um, but it's relatively waterproof. I'll try and keep this re-waterproofed when I can. Um, yep. And again, it's got little vent holes in the side. Um, don't get into it, tend to get too much water through those, but kind of just lets a little bit of heat out. And it's just nice because obviously the, the boonie, you kind of get a little bit of cover either side of your head. Mm. And you can sort of fold the sides down a little bit and stuff, and it just keeps your head dry. Yeah, um, and also obviously with if you've got comms in your ears or anything like that, it does tend to keep that water from getting onto your comms if it's if they're not as waterproof as you'd hope they'd be. Mm. You know, there's always that added bit of protection there, isn't there, for it for any electricals and things like that. And that's the other thing, isn't it? It's just keeping electricals in dry. Yeah, well we'll come up to that. Um mm. that that's a whole I've been researching that all afternoon. Well, not all afternoon, oh. in case anyone from work's listening, but research here. <laughs> yeah, no, I did do some work today, actually. Honest, honest girl, yeah. I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nick says Australian wax bush hats are 100% good. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, in terms of hats and stuff like that, it's just something to try and keep your head dry. It doesn't really matter too much. It's just, again, I think it's that morale thing. You know, if you're standing around in the rain and you've literally got it blown into your face and it's, you know, a bit cold. Yeah. It's just... I mean, it's, it's, just it's it, it is shit, but, you know, it's, it, you, it, there is an element of you've got to suck it up a bit. Mm. And that's great. But, I mean, for me, I, I don't really fuss about it. As long as my, all my stuff, as long as I don't, like, screw it. I mean, in the day, a lot of us, we've got to use paper pyro, things like that, trying to keep all that sort of stuff dry. You know, you can go down the road at stuff sacks and things like that. I mean, I use a lot of stuff sacks in all my kit. I mean, even here, look, for example, like my jet boil, um, that's all contained in there. That's a fully, I can chuck that in a lake or whatnot. You know, it's a X-ped um, dry bag. It's a green, of course, so you're not going to see it on the screen. Oh, there you go. You can see it now. But that's that's got all my jet boil, little brew kit and that in there. And that can just go into a utility pouch on my webbing, front of my Bergen or wherever. And I know all my bits and bobs are in that and it's, and it's nice and dry. You know, it's going to keep the gas cylinder dry little regulator little screw on bits at the top all nice and dry when i need to use it so yeah spare lighter in there as well in case the old igniter goes yeah little dry bags little bits and bobs like that just to help you out mm. little even the little plastic click shut pelly you can get like little miniature like tobacco size ones for batteries and bits and bobs like, like that. Sam the sandwich boxes aren't they like <clears throat> anything like that yeah anything yeah, yeah. i mean i mean christ i mean what have i got here is a, it's a perfect example of i mean if you haven't got stuff sacks or if you if your old budget don't stretch to stuff sacks get yourself a dozen heavy duty rubble sacks. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're perfectly serviceable for what for, for the weekend you need them for. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Bang a bit of dry kit in there, roll the get the air out of it, roll the top over, bit of tape or something like that. Even just rolling the top over. By the time it's in your Bergen, there's nothing's gonna be nothing's gonna happen to it. Do you know what I mean? And that's gonna at least you're safe in the knowledge. In oh, it's all right. Let me get back. I've got a little bit of dry kit I can jump into till we go back out yeah. and then just change it back out again. You know, it's important to keep, especially the socks and stuff like that. You know, a bare minimum. Socks and a, and a dry top. Yeah. <coughs> Rage says the length of a waterproof jacket is important as it's if it's if too short, the water will run off onto your upper legs and groin and make you very uncomfortable very quickly. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Luckily for me, my legs are only nine inches long, so any any jacket <laughs> is long on me. It's not your leg you're measuring, Lance. Um, <laughs> one thing um, I did actually see um, Brother David use quite effectively again when we were at Oh, Dormans Brother David. I love oh, Brother that. Brother David. Yeah. He, um, Brother David, um, he put his uh, he actually put his Gore Tex or like waterproof jacket on under under his um, top uh, hot tough soft shell, soft shell, yeah, yeah, could have called it hard shell, it wasn't a hard shell, it was soft shell, um, okay, but he was using that because we were obviously pushing through brambles and quite a lot of foliage and stuff like that, and he was a little bit conscious of obviously not snagging it. Um, and that soft shell, you know, provides a little bit of that comfort. His soft shell was already drenched at that point. And mm. by putting that, that waterproof layer on underneath with his U back or whatever under that, um, I think that worked quite well. But I don't know how he works like temperature wise because I can imagine that that was pretty warm. Yeah, my soft shell has actually got like a slight fleece. Like, I mean, that's that, that soft shell I've got, I've treated that. Um, and it's got the zippers under the armpits and that for letting heat escape. Um, but it has got like a fleece internal part to it. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong. Great in the in the in the in the autumn months and then into the winter and things like that. Great jacket because literally I've I've taken the dog over Ashdown Forest for a for a good old yomp and all of that is underneath. There's a long sleeve t shirt. That jacket over the top, absolutely blinding. You know, tiny little bit of sweating, but obviously I think that's just me being unfit and stomping up and down hills with big big bag on my back. Um, so I'm not going to put that down to the jacket, but yeah, so a little bit of sweat on the internal side from from my point of view, but um. 
nothing to worry about, nothing to make you feel uncomfortable. And within sort of five, mm. ten minutes, it was you sort of dried off again. So that was a good bit of kit. I'm trying to think where I got it from now. I think it was only about sixty pound that jacket. I'll have to look it up. And there's, I think I put there's a picture on our nofo actually of me testing it out over the forest with a new backpack on. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that that worked well for me. But I think I'd struggle with it in the summer months if it was a chance of a forecast of rain. Now, for example, and I had that jacket. I reckon I'll probably sweat my nuts off with that on for a, for mm. a long period of time. And it, the trouble is with it, it's because it's a smaller fitting jacket. I'd have to wear it under my plate carrier or under my webbing. So my webbing and plate carrier is going to be exposed then, which is not really what I want to do. I'd sooner have it just with a massive, like I said, going back to the big old donkey jacket, just chuck it on for 20 minutes, half hour, whatever the downpour is, be able to whip it off, roll it up, chuck it in your day sack, in a, in a stuff sack or something, so it doesn't stop everything else getting wet. Um, and all your rigs still dry then, which is a bit of a bonus. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point you made about temperature. Like, plan, plan, don't just plan for it raining. Plan for it raining if it's summer or winter. Because that's going to yeah, make a exactly. massive difference between what you wear underneath it. And it's going to make a massive difference as to the temperature of the rain as well. Cold um, and bold to start with. And then just add them mm -hmm. layers when you need to. Because I think you're going to be going out, you'll be cutting about, you'll have a plate carrier on or a set of webbing. You know, a combat, long sleeve combat shirt or u back should be more sufficient for a majority of the time of year over here. Do you know what I mean? And then, obviously, you get to it's 18, 19 degrees during the day, cloudy, muggy, and then they chuck, chuck rain into the mix. You've got to chuck waterproofs on. That's going to be a horrible way to spend your day being already... I'd be feel proper uncomfortable at that point. If it was like 18, 19 degrees, muggy, cloudy, and you would, um, it's not, there's no chance of rain at the minute, but then it does start. That's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Might as well just go and sit down for a minute because this is going to be horrid. Like you say, all the steaming up, goggles steaming up, this is happening, that's happening. It's just there. Yeah. Rank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just dive into the chat for a little bit just before we move on to the next bit so uh, Terry says I used to put my Gore-Tex under my smock as it saves empty in my pockets and reduce the noise that's a good shout yeah I guess the noise aspect as well mm, yeah um, good shout man, you get that kind of sh -sh 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 -sh. and how um, did that uh, Terry how did you find that mate obviously because you're obviously real still and all that business um, how did you find that with like the heat escaping or being too heat or being too heat being too heat or being being <laughs> oh mate, tell about a week off. Being too hot and obviously controlling that core temperature, if you like your body heat escaping, things like that, getting too sweaty. How did you find that, Terry? With the, obviously like you've got the Gore-Tex. I'm guessing you've got a T-shirt and then a Gore-Tex and then your schmock over the top. Um, would be interested to hear how you sort of found that cutting about doing what you was doing. Don't do it now. You can do it later on if you want. You know, plenty of time. <laughs> Rage says, uh, soft shells are underrated. A good one, though, not keeping you completely dry, but the stuffing keeps you warm even when wet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair one, mate. I mean, it does it does make a massive difference just having that little spare layer of clothing you can just put on that's dry. Mm. Um, 100%, mate. 100%. Yeah. Especially like Rage said as well, about if you, as soon as your groin gets wet, the combat trousers get wet around that area. And then you get the, there's a risk, an element of risk for chub rub. It's like wearing dental floss. Yeah. This is it, though. <laughs> and this is it. So, you, you, you know, you've got to prepare yourself for it and obviously yeah. and have the kit there prepped, ready to go to deal with things like that, you know. Do you do you remember uh, Longmore when we were NATO out of the SF base and it was pissing it down and we kept oh, going back stop. and we kept changing into dry clothes and we were just rapidly running out of dry kit? Mate, yeah. Sort of well, I, was just going, but, I mean, like I said, because we, we had that a lot of downtime, I was coming back, getting my strides off, trying to dry them in front of that highly legal gas fire. <laughs> As best as we could, boots off, socks changed, feet dried, blah blah blah. 
cutting about in your pants for a little bit whilst you're in the DOS house. And then eventually, essentially getting back into your wet kit and just keeping your dry stuff for when you're just getting your head down for the two or three hours that we've got our heads down for. Mm. So it's all about that wet and dry drills. I mean, again, if you can, when, when it comes to events and that, depending on where your vehicle is and that, you can keep some extra sets of dry clothes in there. I mean, how far you want to go down that road. I mean, depending on how many times you come back in and go back out. I mean, you could four or five pairs of trousers you could potentially store in your car if you needed them. But um, I mean, obviously, at the same time, if you are going to try and sort of mill sim it with the whole wet and dry drills, you know, you get your empty dry sack there, your wet gear goes inside it, you put your dry stuff on in your DOS bag. When you're going back out in patrol, dry stuff comes off, wet gear goes on, turn the dry bag inside out so it's dry on the inside still, blah, 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 and all that business. And that's how, and that's how you do it. Feels horrid to put wet stuff back on when you've been nice and warm in your bag. But there we go. Love a Norgie. Love a Norgie, mate. Yeah, all over that. Cheapest chips they are on eBay. If you've not got got yeah. one, just get one. It was winter, yeah. just a Henny Hansen long sleeve top. If it was cold and augie, yeah, it's yeah. Going, mate, you're Terry. asking Terry about temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair one, mate. Yeah. Uh, Nick says Buffalo shirt is good for keeping you warm when you're wet. Buffalo shirt, Buffalo shirt. That's, that's buffalo like, shirt I think that's the new. I think that's the replacement to the softy. I think that's the new. That's like a a, a half, only a half zip. Sort of um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. over so the top jumper. That's the, I think that's the new British Army issue. Is, is a buffalo shirt, I think, which has replaced like the the um, softy jacket, which is like desert tan and green. You can, it's like reversible one, which is what I've got there. Cool. Did a little repair on that today, actually. A bit of sniper tape. Yeah. Had a hole up here. It's like, whoosh, let's fix that. <laughs> Lovely bit of tailoring. <laughs> bit, so apologies, mate. I, I, I'm assuming that your name's Dimitri. I keep, I've been calling you Dimitri, so I apologise if it's not. Um, I'll take some spare trousers at list uh, after people felt in trenches at Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, mate. At least uh, I'd say at least one spare pair of, of bottoms. Yeah. yeah, and obviously a couple of two or three spare pairs of socks, um, and obviously the means to to get your feet dry and powdered and. I mean, we are going to end up stumbling onto seal skin socks, aren't we? I can feel it coming. But, <laughs> no, no, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Out of reach. So... <laughs> look up seal, Dimitri, look up seal skin socks for your yeah. feet, mate. Episode three, all about feet. feet. All about um, feet. So obviously we're talking about clothes. Um, kind of loosely kind of touched on kit storage and stuff, kind of keeping stuff dry when it's in the burgundy. <clears> obviously the shelter, having a shelter, when you're out in the middle of the forest and it's pissing it down with rain, the shelter is a very, very important thing to keep you dry. Um, and not and only the, that, it's location as well. That's what I was just going to say. The main thing, don't fucking put it on a hill that then it starts raining and all the rain comes straight through because it would just mm. wash over everything that you've got on the ground. It's all going to get wet. Um, so dig a, you can dig a little trench. That works well. I've done that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little shell scrape or something like that. Obviously, try not to. Any any natural sort of dells or... um or um, sort of low-lying valleys or anything that, that could potentially naturally fill up on their own, you know, try and steer clear of them. A <laughs> little bit of higher ground, maybe, if you can. But then if you're trying to sort of stay unseen, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, that's, that won't be possible. I think yeah. in, in, in certain, them certain cases, um, that's why hammocks, I think, are a blessed uh, relief. When it's a, well, when I was just going to say, actually, um, if anyone is using a hammock, I highly recommend looking at drip lines. Um so it's basically, I'll just bring up a quick picture. Uh, two, six. So drip lines are basically uh, a little bit of string or something like that. that just hangs down before your hammock from the mm. tree. 
That's and the reason for that is that rain will come if the trees on uh oh what done two sets here we go so if the tree if you've got the tree there rain oh for goodness sake go away rain will come down the tree uh run down your hammock line and then if you haven't got any drip lines or anything like that it would just run straight down onto the bottom of your hammock which is the lowest That's point it, yeah it'll just track around the carabiner it's gonna be a horrible night's sleep <clears throat> um, so i mean drip lines can be a little bit of string um you know, that's one there with a little bottle top on it. It can be a little bit of paracord. Um, I mean, you can get them with carabiners. You can get, there you go, that's quite another good one. So the yes, carabiner sir. as well, it doesn't, so it's always good to try and have a carabiner connecting those two cords together as well, because the carabiner doesn't obviously transfer moisture in itself. Paracord, mm. oh, paracord's a nightmare, because obviously if water gets into the paracord, it would travel through the paracord. It doesn't just run on the, on the outside surface. Exactly um, right, Mike. So yeah, drip lines very important with hammocks. Hundred percent important. Yeah, good shout, mate. Good shout on that one. So, <laughs> Mike, you've been out to my name Mike. much better than some others. Oh, there we go, then. Dimitri's going to be setting up a uh, "We Like Mike" Facebook group, just so you know. <laughs> we like. Uh, <laughs> Mike Brewer uh, might be thinking too much, but don't forget when it's wet and cold to keep an eye on your oppos. Hypothermia is not fun. Trust me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. mate. That's a great point. You know, that's a great point. Keeping people dry if you, and, and looking out for the signs, you know what I mean? You know, drowsiness, this, that, and the other, lethargic. But I think it's quite similar, to actually, to um, to uh, dehydration, isn't it? Um, the, the sort of telltale signs, mm. someone sort of going down with it, you know, getting cold, a bit like, Ugh. not wanting to get involved. Nothing like hot brew and that won't sort out. Get some dry kit on them. That's probably the main thing. But, yeah, like, like we said with the shelters, you know, location, 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 uh, where feasible. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you're going to be a lot in an area and you just have to make the best of it. I mean, like the our FOB that we had to set up at Imperium for Black Rock 2, it was essentially overgrown. Um, we arrived on the Friday night, a couple of nice event staff, um, I believe from, from the Imperium site and a couple of guys from SEO came down with some battery power streamers. Within sort of five minutes, we had a massive big area cleared within this little swamp area um, to put the FOB, to, to, to pitch tents up and um, sort ourselves out. It was great. Granted, we were in a lot of standing water, so there were loads of midges about. Um, but you know, we had a little fire going, a bit of smoke, plenty of repellent, no no worries at all. Absolutely no. Yeah, your little bug net out. I, do you know what I didn't? Because I took well, it's actually it was the first outing for the um for the Dutch army tent, for the old mm. uh, one man army tent. So I took that and um it was fantastic. And I was amazed at the kit that I could get in there. Um and once again, me being me, didn't get one fucking picture of it, I don't think. <laughs> when I should have done, but um, I got so basically I've got my full sleep system in there on the floor, inflatable mat, so a self-inflating mat, my bivy bag, and dos bag, and a little pillow. Um, I had my bergen behind my head. I had three weapons and the gun bags down my left side, and I had my belt kit and a couple of ammo cans right at the far end, um, all contained within the tent. Obviously, room for me to maneuver as well. Um, mm. And then obviously outside of it, because we could, um, I just had my black trunk in storage crate with um. Uh, and we're cooking gas and bits and bobs, uh, things I didn't want to keep inside the tent with me. You know, um, I kept them outside in the in the in the crate with some spare bits and bobs, and it was absolutely perfect, wicked, and it, it was dark. Oh my god, keeps the sun out, but it's, it does get a bit warm in there. You know, what I mean, I'll, I'll you know be careful with the old summer months using it. <laughs> but, I think um, I was too warm, too comfortable. Too... <laughs> but it, I, I was pleasantly surprised, man. It's so easy to put up. Do you know what I mean? You've, you know, yeah. peg out the four corners, pole each side, bosh, 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 cut the guy lines, tighten them all up, work your way around, make sure it's nice and taut. And it was, yeah, it was just wicked. Yeah, really happy with it. 35 quid. I was like, come on. 
Yes. Bargain of the century. Rage makes a good <laughs> so, point. Really, if the... So good was it. In fact, I ordered another one, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought it for you. Um, yeah. Rage says if the weather's really wet, uh, always take an up. extra tarp. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially if you're in a tent, set the tarp up just above the tent, as uh, even the best tents will leak at the seams if it's pissing down. Mm. Yeah, I mean, those um, those Dutch army ones, I know they've got a sort of a bit of a bad rap, don't they, sometimes for leaking. I think it's where I people think, have. I think we've spoken about this before, Mike, and I think mm. it's where people have bought them, thinking that they're going to be magic, and they probably haven't been waterproof since like nineteen ninety three. So they've taken them out in the worst conditions possible, set them up, sat in there, and gone, "Well, this is shit. This is leaking like a sieve." And it's like, "Well, you probably because it's not been water treated in about thirty years, mate." So there's, you know, if you do get a canvas tent at that age, you know, whether it's a Polish Lavu tent or, or, or a Dutch Army tent or anything like that, you've got to treat them. You've got to treat them. You know what I mean? Fabsil mm. gold, seal tape, or, or the seal gel that you can rub down. You know, like the old Kiwi um, boot polish brushes. It's got like, a sponge on the end of it. It's basically got like a seal, um, a tent seal um, applicator. And you can literally just rub rub that all the way along the seams of the tent, and that applies a waterproofing layer to the seam. And then obviously the Fabsil gold for the main panels in a, like, a two-litre like, pressurised spray bottle, which is what I've done that vid on. Um, and yeah, and that was, we had, we had rain all through the, well, through the Saturday night, we had rain into the early hours of Sunday morning, dry as a bone inside that tent. No dramas whatsoever. Yeah, it was all good. All good. So no complaints for me on that one. But it's important. you just got to treat your kit. If it's waterproof, it's only going to be waterproof for so long. Yeah. So, I mean, unless, unless it's hard plastics or, or, or neoprene or something like that, you know, it's gonna if it's a if it's a porous material like a Gore-Tex or an, or a canvas, um, it, there's it's gonna be a come a time when you do need to treat these bits of kit, and I do tend to do it sort of once a year, you know, leading mm. up to the beginning of the summer, when you've got nice warm days, you can take it out, set it all up, give it a good spray, leave it out there in the in the in the warm to dry out properly, then you, you're laughing, then you know what I mean, you, you 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 it's good it's good maintenance, it's good upkeep for your kit, mm. and don't put it don't put stuff away wet either, make sure it's oh, dry. Yeah. Because it just it'll yeah. just fuck it. It just which is to be fair. It is to be fair if you you know in the winter months and stuff. If you've been out and about, um, wet tent, you get back, you live in a flat or it's raining outside. You know you don't have access to a garden. It is quite yeah. hard. You know? it, I it get is. that. Totally get that. I mean you know. I mean I've I've done it we'll before. Is um is uh like like you said winter months there. I've just I've slung the basher over the um over the shower door. Just opened it into the bath, left it hanging up in there overnight. You know might be a touch damp the next morning, but. There's nothing that sticking out the front of the house for sort of 15, 20 minutes won't sort out. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, yeah, a little bit of kit maintenance. It goes a long way. Yeah. Well, the one other thing, one other point before we actually go on to kit maintenance, because that's another nice little natural segue. Um, please, if you if again, if you're gonna buy a hammock, try and buy an appropriate sized basher. Yes. Um, I've seen a fair few people now that are relatively new at putting hammocks up. Um that they they haven't bought an appropriate size basher and they try and put it in like a diamond shape it doesn't quite cover end to end and you get driving rain and it just you know you get moisture in there and then that's going to ruin your night's sleep you get wet sleeping bag wet hammock um and it just makes you miserable so yeah try and buy an appropriate size one that being said don't buy a massive one thinking that it's going to be a cost efficiency um i ended up buying a four by four meter dnd tarp or dd tarp whatever they're called um and that that had enough room for me, my hammock, and about four other people, <laughs> <laughs> which was actually it actually worked out to be quite a positive thing because we didn't have a lot of team space. I know you took your team basher, didn't you? That's that it, one? mate. Yeah, but I, I I set mine up like a like a high pitched A frame sort of arrangement. 
for yeah. people to just sling gear under and that. I mean, we had it at the last Octo event. I'll probably bring it for this one as well. Because like I say, it's very easy to put up and it's a little shady spot or a dry spot for people to chuck some kit if they can't quite fit it under their under their tarps or or, or, or their shelter systems, whatever they've got. <clears throat> Frees up a bit of room for them. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so As Ray said, DD tarps so have loads of sizes. Um, I'm not sure what the biggest is, but yeah, just, just try and buy something that's appropriate. Um, I mean, they fold down relatively small as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not too much problem there. But kit maintenance. So... Guns, obviously, uh, airsoft, airsoft. I'm going to use guns just because it makes it easier for me to say airsoft. Airsoft guns are obviously a lot of them are electric. <laughs> now, yes. electrics obviously don't necessarily mix with uh, a lot of water. Um, well, well, they do actually mix with it quite well, and I think that's part of the problem. So, uh, I've done a little bit of research this afternoon um, on how you can sort of protect your rifles and bits and pieces, and I've been looking into waterproofing spray, like electrics waterproofing spray. Okay. So it's basically like, like a actual... silicon film type thing. Uh, not sure, to be honest with you. I think so. Um, I didn't go that far with my research. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that it's a thing that you can buy online. Um, but basically MOSFETs, MOSFETs are particularly prone to moisture um now whilst the battery the connection terminals and stuff like that aren't going to be probably having too much of a problem um it does depend on where you store your battery and how well your electrics sit so for example uh in a kind of classic g combat machine cm16 whatever um a lot of the batteries and everything like the mosfet and everything like that sits in the stock and it's fairly well protected in there it's fairly mm-hmm. kind of enclosed space However, um, as it turns out, my ST M249, uh, the battery is very exposed to the water, to the elements, and that rain can come in the sides. So I'm going to be looking at getting a little bit of Sugru to kind of make a little protective um, layer, I guess, on that to just kind of extend the case a little bit. Um, so yeah, electric waterproofing spray is apparently a thing. Um, but the other thing as well is that if you are going to be going out in the rain. Highly recommend taking an unjamming rod. I don't know if you've ever had a jam, Lance, when it's... I, do you know what, mate? I haven't, no. I mean, obviously, the only time I've ever used my jam, unjamming rod is, is just for cleaning the inner barrel out a bit, a bit of, yeah. with a bit of gauze or something like that through there and just giving it a twist out, a little bit of spray in there um, just to give it a nice clean. But, yeah, I've never... Like, touch wood. I've never um, never uh, had a, a jam, if you like, in the, in the yeah. field, under fire. So... Oh. <laughs> the reason the reason this came about the horror story that i read was that the person was using bio bbs now I, as as i understand it bio bbs are potentially a little bit more prone to swelling um from moisture than mm. sort of the, the non-bio version um and that when they'd been running around all day it was, i think it was a milsim event he was at um he'd been running around all day obviously they weren't firing lots of shots through that kind of initial stage of the event um went to fire the shot and the, the bb just jammed in the barrel because i think it swelled up um so I find that so, that's a, I find, yeah, if it's swollen up in that quick amount of time, I and mean, I can't see him reacting. Well, this is the thing. I don't know how old the BBs were before he put. Oh, uh, see, right, see, yeah. I think that's obviously... we. I think I think it's um air on the side of caution when it comes to bios is to not stockpile yeah. them. Is I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 I've used literally the last of my non-bio BBs at Imperium. I've got a pretty a quarter of a bottle left now, and then, then I'm just I just use Jeff's bio BBs now. That's all I use. That's no plug or anything there but that's just ones i've i've tried and um i get on really well with them so that's the ones i use um they're probably no different to other ones on the market i don't know but they're the ones i've bought and they're the ones i use so you know 
<laughs> that's it. So, um, and I buy them just as and when I need them. When I haven't got thousands and bottles and bottles and bags and bags of BBs at home, you know, week before the event, put an order in, they turn up, bosh, they're my BBs for the event. Happy days. Yeah. You know, if I've got a few left over, I can go and do a little bit of target shooting afterwards or something like that. And then make sure I've got a nice clean new batch for the next one. Yeah. I think that's probably the, with, with regard to bio BBs, you know, and I haven't had any problems with them in the last three events I've used them for now. So, yeah, all good there. Sorry, I was, I was going to come, I'll come back to that in a second, Andy. So um, they're obviously also you can get barrel covers. So, um, you know, it's like the sock or something that sits over the end. Um, Andy's just said that you can use a condom over the barrel. It stops the rain from getting down the barrel, but you can also shoot through it as well. Do you have to put like a slit or something in there? Because I condoms are pretty resilient. I could just see that basically you're firing and end up just with a bag of BBs. I mean, obviously, you, the average AEGs are 350 FPS, but, you know, what does the... um. I don't know what the twig and tickleberries fires at. <laughs> I'd like to think less. <laughs> if <laughs> you know, maybe we should do. Um, I don't know if you could bring your um chronograph around, Mike. <laughs> could you chrono this for me? Uh, sorry, what? Could you put that away? <laughs> Why have you got it out again? Yeah, quick, 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 Oh, it's gone. I know Andy says a BB will go through very easily. Right. So, mm -hmm. oh, I'll tell that. you what, I know what I'm doing this weekend. I pro in the bedroom now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll have to be it'll have to be actual solid glass lenses, though. Mesh would be no good, would it? Ray says we were told the condom condom trick in the army. I can understand it in the army because you're firing bullets. <laughs> Just are you expect? I, I I I can picture what Mike's thinking now as as firing a BB and the condom just going yeah boom, straight no, back into the rifle. No, not even that. I just as an LMG, uh, I can just imagine basically with this condom on the end of a gun, it's just, just filling like, up with BBs as they all come out. Slowly filling. Just end up with this like weird type BB nut sack. Um, <laughs> Mike's come up just with swinging it around. I don't know what he's for hours for. <laughs> I'm not sure what that equates to, but we'll go with it. Um, Fresh Meat says, my MK46 is front-wired and the battery and fuse is exposed. I use a sandwich bag on it. Exactly. So, you know, any form of waterproofing. Um, well, I've been it's just worth, it's worth doing it. I think. The segues in this show this evening fabulous. So what I've done with this, a little test the other day, I don't know if I've said anything about it, but what I did with my PTT was mm. swipe my daughter's modelling heat uh, glue gun, hot glue gun, loosened it all up, Hot glue, all the seams, absolutely bob on. I don't quite granted it looks a bit crap because it's me doing it with my caveman paws. Hot glue. Like icing a cake. Then the other thing I did, chaps. Um, so imagine that's obviously on your rig, whole water, not good. So with my uh the male end, obviously, if you like with the PTT arrangement, bit of heat shrink. Only heated halfway along to create like a collar. So then when that goes onto the PTT. So now you've got a shroud which sits over it, which makes any water then run off rather than collecting at the top of the pin and going in. Again, it might not work, but it's an added layer of sort of like risk mitigation, if you like. It might not work at all now that it's covered in hot blue. Oh, no, it works. So this is, that's, my, um, that's my throat mic, which I used at the weekend. So I can guarantee okay. in my hot... My hot glueness hasn't affected the uh, circuits or anything, um, but I'm obviously yet to try it in a downpour. But we never know. Mm. These things are sent to testers and all that. 
Yeah, Ray says you can wrap it in PTT. Uh, wrap a PTT, sorry, in plumber's tape when it's raining hard. Yeah, nice. Fair play, mate. Mike Mike Brewer has very confidently come out. This is male ejaculate. Apparently works at 45.06 kilometres per hour. Is it really? I'm going to chrono. Okay, everyone's homework gonna... this week is to... Who uh... wants to lend me a chrono? <laughs> we're going to do a little NOFO survey. Next week, we're all going to come back with our scores. Yeah, I'll be like, we'll talk about it. Fastest gets a free a free condom barrel cover for your gun. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extra ribs for, for your... Di- oh, I don't know. For you, for your whatever, condom. whatever. Whatever it is yeah. you might want to do with it. <laughs> uh, uh, Andy Bob said he also puts his batteries in a condom and then a bit of electrical tape. Nicely done. Cool. Andy's gun's just covered in condoms. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's just it's just a sex fiend, isn't he? I've also got a condom on the foregrip. I've got a condom yeah. on the stock. I've got... <laughs> yeah, I put condoms on the end of my boots. Okay. <laughs> What, what, presumably, and this is this is oh, this is a stupid question. Presumably, you'd have to get like an unlubed. I was just about to say that you have a bit of grease too, don't they? Because otherwise, you could get that everywhere. I mean, you, you, I mean, you're not going to go in with a courtesy spit on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's got to be dry. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Because well, you are, it's just going to get. It's all going to get greasy, isn't it? And then you're potentially well, just going to have more of a problem with your gun. Luby and horrid in that environment, obviously. In other environments, it's not, it's, it's very handy, but yeah, it's very, very positive. From an electrical point, from condoms and electrics, you do, you want it to be non lubed. My my gun kills bad guys and sperm, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, blimey, right? Yeah, cool. Uh, I think that's everything I was going to cover. I don't know if you've got anything else. Um. No, obviously, it's just it, just the mindfulness of the wet weather chaps. What's he now? No, just an all condom. Just don't use flavoured. <laughs> just see him with his rifle. <sighs> oh, banana. <laughs> yeah, there's some um, nice hints and sorry, tips. Ray there. says, oh, uh, most condoms have spermicide inside them. Can't imagine that's good for the batteries. <laughs> Spermicide. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Oh dear. Spermicide. I'm guessing is is a. Is a I'll tell you what though. Is a chemical what, agent to, to like get a, in the tadpoles. Is it? Definitely sounds like a good Milsim name, doesn't it? Operation Spermicide. Operation Spermicide. Just be tracking down Andy with his condom <laughs> rifle. There he is. Get him. <laughs> oh, Captain Trojan. Um, I think we, I think we, I think we may have found a new Captain Condom, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> you have to send him the hat. <laughs> Pass along the mantle. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I think, mate. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like when it comes to wet, keep, keeping yourself dry, keeping your kit dry, and if you do get wet, or you like, it's like we've covered in that feet episode. If you do submerge your feet, being able to get them dry and have the means to sort of sort yourself out and. Obviously, keeping keeping an eye on your oppos as well, making sure they don't go down with nothing. They're, they're sort of the main ones, you know. Yeah. Don't go into something half cocked. If you if there's a great chance it's going to be raining at the weekend when you're going, or there's the slightest chance, especially in the UK, there's a good chance it's probably going to rain. So make sure that you've got some some dry kit, some waterproof kit. Um, and I, I and I get it, some people, you know, it's it's one of them. Or well, I've already got a black jacket, and I'm like, I, I get that, mate, but 
they specifically said you're wearing this color so unfortunately chaps if you've not got mtp or you've not got dark camouflage you know it, to take part in some of these events unfortunately you, you do have to mm. have that stuff you know there's no really well, two ways about it with my my jacket you know um it's all right for when i need it but it does it does somewhat present a bit of a hindrance but that's what that's why the the ponchos are really cheap on that front and it's exactly. very hard to find a poncho that doesn't fit you yeah you, know? you yeah you'd struggle you'd struggle yeah definitely you know so. they're 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 a, they're a nice um they're, they're a nice little bit of kit that, which wrap up do they do wrap up really small and easily pack away and like i say if you do string up if you've got a cut set of bungee cords on you or something or you've jungle knotted it stringing it up between two trees you get two or three guys sitting underneath there quite comfortably mm. you know if, if worst case scenario which is always good you know bits and bobs like that chaps yeah just to bear in mind for the old wet kit when you're looking at stuff and obviously your storage as well make sure there's no points to putting stuff in a rocket pouch you know you, all your dry socks your dry pants your dry trousers in the, in the outer rocket pouch of your bergen with no liner or anything like that because that's just going to get fucking drenched and think, oh yeah, I'll be right. I've got dry kit when I get back. It's like, nah, mate. Nah, that's that's yeah. proper soak now. You know, make the sure it's in a bag, sleeping bag, especially is the main one. Yeah, you know, keep it all keep stuff dry. Yeah, I've I've sort of not binned off, I've still got it, but I don't generally tend to use the the stuff sacks for sleeping bags and stuff when it's in the bergen just because it's no. quite well, I, I, I always pack mine I've in, got in a sleeping big, bag. Yeah, I've got like a bergen liner bag. That's it, um, which got. for the life yeah. of me, I can never get to stay in the in place as much as I'd like. So I kind of just stuff the sleeping bag in that now. That's um, it, mate. And that's it. That's when I, I put my sleeping bag in my bivy bag, give it a good old hold it from the feet in, twist it round so I get all the air out, and then just ram it straight down into the into the large dry pack which is inside the Bergen, mm -hmm. like the black liner which has got the the roll over top with the click shut, um, and just wedge all that down into all the corners there, and then you, you you're laughing. Then do you know what I mean? Mm. You got a nice all that dry kit can go in there. I leave the hood of the bivy bag open so I can put smaller dry bags with like my spare t-shirt, pants, socks. You know what I mean? Some bits and bobs like that, foot care stuff, and a towel maybe that goes inside my sleeping bag as well. And that's like the core of the bag. Then all your dry kit, then it's all in there. Any expensive bits and bobs you might have, you know, what I mean, a bit of thermal or or your or your pec boxes or anything like that. You know, what I mean, if there is a chance it's going to be lashing with rain, you don't need them during the day. Get them in that dry central part of your pack and sort of designate a bag for that sort of kit to go in. And they ain't going to sort of make all your other clothes minging or anything like that if you need to use it. So, yeah. yeah. Top little things. tip if you do get any electrics wet. Um, so, um, my wife and I sort of keep, you know, the little silica gel packets that you get in like shoe boxes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like desiccant um, tray type things. Yeah. Yeah, just keep a little jar of those. Every time you get one, don't throw them away. You just whack them in a jar somewhere, um, obviously away from kids and stuff. Um, and then, you know, you can put, you put any kind of wet electrics or something in a box with those. Um, it's basically kind of next step up from just dry rice. Yeah, uh, dry rice works really well. Dry um, rice airing cupboard. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just jumping in the chat. Uh, Ray says, "Put your gun in a black bag with the barrel sticking out if the rain's that bad." Yeah, good shot. Like it's it work, mate. Barrel aiming down though, not up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, where have we got to? Uh, Terry says spare sock foot power zinc oxide tape. I think this is an in joke. I think I've got a rough idea, but um, Rage says, "Lol, you know Terry." And Terry says, "Yeah, we learn from experience, Rage." So um, spare sock. Mm. Yeah, no, I noticed how it, how it wasn't plural, not spare socks. Yeah. So, so this whatever sock. whatever Terry the saucy git is talking about only requires <laughs> the use of one sock. Dirty Terry with foot powder. <laughs> And zinc oxide, God knows what you do with the zinc. I know what you do with zinc oxide tape, but 
I don't know what these two are no. concocting here. Oh, Dale says I'm going to be looking out for those, ra- those condom key rings hanging off the side of people's shooters next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tim, that'd be a brilliant merch item, wouldn't it? No faux, no faux condoms. Just that fox's head coming right at you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Andy says condoms have loads of uses. Put them on your PTT barrel batteries, even in your head if it needs the plus uh, free from family planning. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Andy now. I'm not going to lie. I might have a whole different dream about Andy. <laughs> no, really? that's weird. Oh. No, 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 no. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Oh. I'll take it back. Hey, Sounds like Mike's going to be having a posh one tonight. Ignore that. Ignore that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, start to end, Nick. Good night. Oh, much love. <laughs> Oh, Terry, uh, Ray says all you need to pick for wet weather parts. That's all you need to pick for wet weather. I'm confused. One of you is going to have to explain that. Whatever them two are discussing, I don't want to be involved in any of it. I'm too innocent <laughs> for this nonsense. Uh, right, while the last few questions and stuff coming in, um, obviously you can get in touch with us at nofochatorhotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is November Foxtrot nofo. And YouTube is November Foxtrot. If anyone wants to drop us any questions, I've been practicing. Hate Mike as well. If you want to just drop over to where's that link, Mike? <laughs> yeah, if you want to hate Mike, then, uh, page. I have been uh, during the episode keeping track of the number of members, and it has now risen to six. Um, <laughs> so thanks for that. No, I don't really mind. It doesn't bother me. Uh, genuinely, <laughs> in my dream, it got to like nineteen thousand followers or something like this. We hate Mike thing. That's a lot so of hatred quite- there, Mike. Oh, I felt bad about it. I woke up feeling proper miserable. Oh, um, bless. Oh, shit. The stream's crashed. I'm still running. I can't touch anything at the moment. It's not responding. I don't want to touch anything because it's going to close. Oh, no. Well, on this, that bombshell. This has not happened before. <laughs> on that bombshell, shall we end? Just well, I can't case. end. I can't click a button. <laughs> oh, I see. So we're just here then. Just, do, 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 do we are now here indefinitely a... until my computer decides it's going to start responding again. Do you want me to fill for a bit for you? Do you want me... No, no, I'm still here. We can, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this is awkward. So um, does that mean uh, love you really, Mike? They'll genuinely not really. sure how to close the stream at this point. Right. So how is it frozen? I don't understand. You, well, you, can tell, you can tell Mike's the technical guy. Google Chrome has um, whited over. Uh, let's put it that way. So it's and just it got like not a responding, haze, and it says it's not responding. But apparently, you can still see me, and it's still running. Uh, I can still see the comments are coming in. I just again, yeah, comments are coming them. in. Yep, 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 yep. That's all good. Uh, yeah, just leave it. Just leave it. Just put 50p in the meter or give the hamster a kick or something. Yeah, I'll just leave it running for a sec. Um, Rage says, When it's raining hard, dry kit gets wet quickly. So, foot powder and spare socks are all you really need to stay functional. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. mate. Couldn't agree more with that. I've, I was uh, expecting Andy your Bob answer to be more sexually shared... orientated. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Bob shared the, uh, the group again. Thanks, Andy. There you go, guys. Thanks, Andy, for that. You're the best. Tossa. Oh, I don't know how to fix this problem. <laughs> Prepping a certain tube on the interweb. Prepping. What the fuck are you not on tonight? Miles, um, <laughs> would you like to talk about patches ever so quickly? I'm going to turn the stream off, and I'm hoping it won't disconnect anything. Um, but bear with me, right. right? So, okay, yeah, so patches. Patches are available, gents. If you'd like to get patches, get in touch with Mike via our uh, PayPal, which is Mike. What's our PayPal? Oh, he's gone. He's just like he's gurning now. So yeah, we have still got many patches available, chaps. Um, so yes, drop us a uh, drop us a message at the Facebook page, 
Um, and we can give you the details from there of how to get patches. Yes, Mike, you need to get patches. You, def you definitely need to get patches now after my Excel joke of my expensive bastard. Um, so, yeah, plenty of patches available. Oh, there's two of you. That's horrendous. Twice. <laughs> oh, now you're back again. What happened? Whoa. <laughs> oh, blimey. Right, I'm Did back. Did you fix it? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, there's still two of us in the stream, which is a bit weird. Um, Dimitri yeah. says, just don't be a pussy. It's only water. Fucking that. Fucking A, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck all this waterproof shit. Just get involved. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Did you cut the patches? Just to uh, Yeah, sort of, yeah, briefly, vaguely, just sort of waffled a bit. Don't know what the, uh, pay, the, the PayPal is for it. And so I've just said, just get in touch with Mike Fraser after the show. Yeah, so our PayPal is nofochat at hotmail.com. There you um, go, Bosh. So, yeah. You could have left the you could have left the banner up and I'd have been all right. Oh, okay. Well you haven't learned it yet. No, because you do it. I can't <laughs> learn it until you know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I mean we do need so um for those that uh, have been with us since the start, um our stream subscription is coming up again soon. So the more patches that we sell, uh bum, the nicer bum, bum. it is on, on our wallets, basically. Yes. Um, Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> we keep buying kit but any money that we do make over the top of the stream cost basically we're going to be putting into giveaways and stuff like that so um yeah don't say we're trying to make money from you because we're not um and mike on the on the subject of giveaways can we shed any more light on the milsomil bag or not yet doing that next week i'm hoping okay, that right, next week. That, i've been a bit lax on that i apologize um okay. so yeah next week then cool right um so next week we're going to be talking about day sacks um, both what you put in them and what they're made out of, what what bag you choose to use, basically. Really random. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, okay. You can cover that then, Mike. I have no yeah, idea we're... what my day sack's made out of. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking day sacks, basically, next week. So yeah, be, day sacks. Um... What you put in, what to not put in. Yeah. You know, when they sort of come into their own and bits and bobs like that. Yeah. Yeah, sort of, you know, mission-specific, EDC, stuff like that. Um, for anyone, a bit of news actually. I mean to say, um, for anyone that's considering going to um, uh, NAE, I think they are looking hopefully at releasing the dates for that. I think they're waiting on whether they're allowed to or not um, from Bojo. Um, but if anyone is looking to go to NAE, I'm hoping to be there. So, um, I don't about you, Lance. I know there was I'm some talk. Gonna see. I need to test the waters with a certain lovely lady I know. Bring her as well. There is camping. I think it's only like ten pounds just for camping. Oh yeah, she'd love that. Yeah, she'd be fucking all over that, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring her along, shall I? <laughs> I suggested it to Anna, but um, the whole impending baby, and then obviously baby happening. The, the swift, the swift literally punch next on the week. End of by the way, just to clarify, there Baby's may not be an episode week. next week. Yeah. Um, wow. So it's gone stupid quick. Please bear with us with the programming at the moment. We're obviously kind of dropping in and out and moving it about and. Exactly. Pokey, I'm a new. I'm now a fully qualified midwife, so I shall be in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> We're going dark. <laughs> so, I was just going to try the thermal. Oh my god! No, no, no! Turn it off. Don't need that. <laughs> That's way too much detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Andy says, "Yeah, we're planning on going to NA. If you guys want to jump in, got our big team tent going this year. Yeah, yeah. Come down there. Well, might, so we're yeah. going to have hopefully have a flag there." Um, so people can flags. find us. We have flags. We do have flags. We do have flags. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Beautiful. should be good. Cool. Uh, please no live feed from the hospital. Yeah, I'm not allowed to do that. I did suggest yeah, it. Not, not of my wife, necessarily, of me, but yeah, I would yeah. love doing that. 
So, um, anywho, uh, Rafe says, do we need to start a GoFundMe page for you? No, please don't do that. It's only just the, the reason we're selling patches is only that by selling patches, it's not just you guys giving money, if that makes sense. I'd rather, yeah. like... You sort of getting something out of it, and it also, yeah, but it also I don't, helps I don't us just want... costs. To uh, to streamyard, exactly. So and cool. the patches are cool. The patches are cool. I like the patches. Yeah. The patches are nice. Right. Uh, I've done the emails. We've talked about everything we were going to talk about. We've had a laugh. Should we go? That's the main thing. As long as we've had a laugh, that's all that matters. At the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful. We're going to have some mate. sweets. Right, everyone. Have a good week. Oh, we will be back hopefully on Wednesday. Um, if not, we'll let you know. Yeah, well, it all depends on uh, on 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 Miss Fra- Mrs. Fraser. Yes, and how and how prompt she's going to be. <laughs> I have told her. I've have told her not to do it on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, that'd be handy but... if pot if pos. Yeah, if pos. Please, wife. <laughs> <laughs> right, Good see stuff. you later, no folks. We'll talk to you later. Good night, gents. Bye. <laughs>